Hey, good morning. It's uh, December 26th, and I know on this virtual service there are many of you who are watching this from your living room or from your home, and I thought, what better place than from my home to speak God's truth into you? So welcome to my kitchen. Thanks for tuning in and being a part of this service. So this is the last Sunday in 2021, and I thought it would be very fitting for, for me to help you enter into 2022 with the right perspective, to, to make the most important thing the most important as we go into this new year. If you're a part of Fielder, and I know there are many of you who are guests watching, so glad you tuned in. But if you're a part of Fielder, then you might remember a sermon series we did back in October called The Spirit Walk. I'm just talking about the nature of the Holy Spirit and how important it is for us to walk in step with the Spirit. <clears throat> and one of the things that was asked was, well, how, how do you know the voice of the Spirit of God? How do you know when it's the Spirit's voice in, in your thoughts or, or something else? And I said one of the most important keys to understanding the, the, the thoughts and the voice of the Spirit of God is to recognize it will always be in agreement with the Word of God. And then I said something at every single one of the services that tended to suck the air out of the room. I said, but the only way you can know if the thoughts are in agreement with the Word of God is you actually know what the Word of God says. And that was, that's when there was a collective, ooh, because, because we realized that we should know this Word, but so many of us don't. And we'll never be able to understand how to walk with the Spirit unless we know what God's Word says. So I thought it would be fitting this last Sunday of 2021 to challenge us all to dig into God's Word because God's Word is so vitally important for us. Now, I wanted to make this interactive, and so here's what I want you to do. Hopefully, you had a chance to grab one of these packets. If you went to one of the services that we had, uh, the live services that we had on the December month, if you didn't get a chance to get one of these, that's okay. Uh, what you'll need to do is you'll probably need to pause this and go grab a couple of sheets of paper, just some loose leaf paper for every single person who's watching this with you. You'll understand why in a moment. But if you were able to grab one of these, or maybe you were able to download the, the parts inside of this, then I want you to go ahead and get that out, and I want you to open it up. But before you open it up, I'm going to give you some instructions. These are important. Now, when you open it, I want you to only take out this one sheet right here. You're going to see it has the Fielder logo cut in two, and it says you are sent on this side. There's a lot of stuff in this packet. Don't take it out. This is the honor system here, all right? If you take the other stuff out, you're going to ruin the whole service. So don't, don't do that. Take out the one sheet and put this to a side. Go ahead and, and do that right now. Rip it open, get it out. Uh, I'll tell you what the rest of the stuff in the packet is in just a moment. But for right now, I want you to grab this one sheet of paper. We're going to do something interactive with it in a moment. If you only have loose leaf paper, grab one sheet of paper. Make sure every single person who's watching this right now has one of these sheets of paper. And here's what I want to do. I want to give you about a minute to try to do something for me. I want you to take this sheet of paper and I want you to make this right here, this paper airplane. So you can see it's intended to line up perfectly. There's a Fielder logo. It says, you are sent. It says, son enviados, a little bilingual thing here. It's a really good looking airplane. It's got the nose bent in to add some extra weight to the front. So this piece of paper becomes this airplane right here. But here's what I wanna ask you to do. I wanna ask you to make the paper airplane without any instructions. So take a good look at it. This is what it looks like from the side, front, and take one minute to the best of your ability with this one sheet of paper and make the airplane. You ready for it? Okay, here we go. Three, two, one, go.
All right, I hope that went well for you. I don't know what it looks like, but I actually had two of my daughters do this. I gave them one minute, gave them the sheet of paper. I showed them what the airplane looked like. Uh, this was my daughter Lulu's right here, her airplane. <laughs> some of yours looks like that. Doesn't fly real well, okay? So uh, that's some of you what you got because you didn't have the instructions. Now this one actually was my daughter Georgia. She's six years old and this sucker came out pretty good. I mean, it actually flies a little bit, so that's awesome but I'm certain that your airplane didn't end up looking like this. It, it, you had some form, maybe you just like disregarded everything. Maybe you tried to make the folds that are on the lines here, but you didn't understand how it worked out. And so it didn't end up looking like this. When it, here's my point. My point is, if you don't have instructions, it is near impossible to take this and make that airplane. In fact, when you look at this, it actually looks a little bit incoherent, disjointed, like you know it's supposed to make something, you figure these are supposed to come together, but you don't know how to make it work out. Now you might say, well, listen, I, I didn't have what I needed to do so. Well, no, actually you had everything you needed. You had the resource, because this, this paper airplane right here, this page is all you need to make the airplane. You, you, it has the full potential to become that paper airplane. And you go, well, I, I, didn't, I didn't have enough time. Well, yeah, you did. I, I, I made this paper airplane in 48 seconds. So you had enough time. The problem is you didn't have the instructions. And so you didn't know what to do with it. Well, this is what I want to talk to you about. I think for us, this is a great example of our lives. God has given us every resource we need to make the most of our lives. He has given us exactly what we need to fly. He's given us full potential. He's given us enough time. He's given us enough breaths, enough days. We, we have exactly what we need to reach the potential God has for us. But if we don't have the instructions or we don't follow them, we will not fly. And this is where God's word becomes so important because God's word is the instruction manual for life. I mean, you do realize God has given us instructions, right? So, so there are some of you right now and you're going, okay, Jason, I hear you, and, and I do get this kind of gnawing sense that my life is supposed to be more, like there's supposed to be a little more pizzazz in my life. I'm, I'm supposed to be experiencing more power than I am right now, and I'm not, so I, so I get you, but, but are, are you telling me this book is going to make my life fly? This, yes, that's what I'm telling you. This book right here is the instruction manual for life. It is the way that you make your life fly. Now, I got to pause, and I got to say this, because there are people who can contort this very easily. I'm not saying this book is the rule book that you, you obey to make yourself righteous. And there are a lot of people who think, okay, well, as long as I do everything this book says, then that'll make me right with God. And if we approach this book that way as a rule book, instead of as an instruction guide, we're going to miss the point. In fact, the whole book is about the fact that we can't follow the rules and there is a savior named Jesus who did it for us. I'll tell you more about that in a moment. But don't look at this as a rule book that you got to obey to be a good Christian. This is the instruction manual for life. And actually, this book tells us that that's what it does, that it is supposed to guide our lives to help us reach the full potential. It says it all over the Bible. I mean, I could, I could go to the, the Old Testament, I could go to the New Testament, and you'll see this again and again and again. But I thought it would actually be fun to zero in on one particular book of the Bible, the book of Psalms. It's in the Old Testament. I want you to turn there to Psalm 119. If you don't know where it is, maybe you're not very familiar with this book, basically just open it up right in the middle and you'll likely follow, you'll find the book of Psalms. If you, if you didn't hit it just right, look a little bit maybe in front of it or after it, you're going to find the book of Psalms. It's got the most chapters in the Bible, and so it's a big old book, the book of Psalms. And I want you to find Psalm 119. Psalm 119 is the longest chapter in the entire Bible. And the whole chapter, the whole book, is dedicated to one simple thought. 
is dedicated to the idea that God's word is beautiful and it has power. All the verses of Psalm 119 have this one common theme. And I want us to look at a few of them in this passage to see what it tells us God's word is supposed to accomplish. God's word, the Bible. So if you were to go to Psalm 119, verses, verse 130, just as one verse, listen to what it says. It's such a powerful truth. The, the psalmist says, The unfolding of your words gives light. It imparts understanding to the simple. So it says God's word, it illuminates, it enlightens us, it gives us light. And it says it imparts understanding to the simple. Let me tell you what that means. It means it doesn't matter how high or low your IQ is, you can get wisdom and light from God's word. Doesn't matter if you have a PhD after your name or you didn't finish high school. Every single one of us, we are not so smart that we can't gain truth in this word and we are not so simple that we can't understand words of wisdom. It imparts wisdom to the simple, light to all who approach it. And that light has a function. In fact, if we were to go a little bit earlier to Psalm 119, verse 105, same, same chapter, verse 105, listen to how it, it puts a little more idea on this, this concept of light. It says, and many of you know this verse, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So now it's telling us what it serves in light. It, it's, it illuminates the pathway that we're supposed to walk on. Now, if you don't know this, God's word tells us that every single one of us has a pathway that God puts before us that we're supposed to walk, his pathway. And it's a very narrow pathway. And the word says there are very few people who find it. There are many who wander off to the broad pathway that leads to destruction, but there's a narrow pathway that God has for us that leads to life, that leads to, to blessing. And God's word is intended to illuminate the pathway so that we stay on. Because the moment it gets dark, it's really hard to stay on the pathway. I don't know if you've ever gone camping before or been out in, in maybe the woods or something where it was the middle of the night and it was overcast or maybe there's a tree canopy and it was really, really hard to see and you didn't have any kind of light. If you've ever been in that situation, you know how easy it is to veer off the pathway when you don't have any kind of light. In fact, the, the Lord showed me this recently, illustrated it in my own life just a couple months ago. So our staff, uh, a lot of the staff from, from time to time, where usually it's every October, we get away for a planning retreat. And we had done this. We went off to, to East Texas uh, for a planning retreat at the end of, of October. And we were there just to, to work hard, to try to take this vision God has given us and flesh it out and strategize toward it. It's a great time. We work hard. We get up early, get to work. We work all the way to the nighttime, go to bed tired, get up the next morning. So it's an intense retreat. But I also at the time was training for a marathon, which meant I couldn't miss my runnings that I had to do, my, my training runs. And so I knew I was going to have to wake up way early, like still pitch black outside, about four something in the morning to get my five mile run in. And we were at a, a retreat center in, in East Texas. And it was a, it was a smallish retreat center, which meant that it didn't have a lot of place to go run. There, there was some paved roads in there that had good street lights, but it was only about a mile worth of it. And I didn't want to like run a loop over and over and over again for a five, my five mile run. And so I noticed that there was a pathway that was gravel that went off the, the main road that went around a pond. And I thought, well, it'd be funner to run around that. You know, maybe I'll do that twice and that'll be my five mile run. And so I went off like four something in the morning. Like I said, really, really dark. I start off on the road and there's street lamps so I can see where I'm going. And then I see my turn. The gravel road goes off to the side. And I recognize there's no light over there. But I'm in. I've already decided I want to do this route. So I, I take a right down that gravel road and I start running. I have my iPhone with me with a little light on it. You know, I'm just running with my iPhone trying to see what's going on. And the further and further I go, the more and more nervous I get. Because I realize if I die out here, like I have a heart attack, ain't nobody going to find me. Like I'm out in the boonies in the middle of the sticks. 
and I'm, I'm, I'm getting more and more nervous the further and further I go. My footing gets a little less even, and I'm trying to stay on this pathway. And then off on the right, I hear some rustling, and then this massive animal darts out in front of me. And, and my first thought was, there's a bear, and it's about to attack me right now. I mean, it was that big of an animal. Then I remembered, like, I'm in Texas. It's probably not a bear. And then it, it, it hit me what it was. It was a wild hog. And I don't know if you know much about wild hogs in East Texas, but those are more aggressive than bears. Those things are dangerous. And so I scream like a seven-year-old schoolgirl. I mean, it's pathetic. I'm, ah! I'm screaming because I'm so scared of this wild hog. And I turn around and I sprint the other direction. And you know where I'm headed? I'm headed back to the road that has light because I recognize now when I'm in the darkness, it's dangerous over here. Without the light, we get into trouble. And it was, it was as if God was just trying to illustrate this for me. This is God's truth. We live in a dark world. I, I hope you know that. And when there's darkness, there's danger. This world has so many things that come against us. And the one way that we avoid those dangers is we stay on the lighted path. We stay in God's word on God's way and we let God's word be the light that keeps us safe. God's word is supposed to be a guide for us to keep us on the pathway so we don't run into wild hogs off when we deviate from the path we're supposed to be on. This is how God's word serves. It's a light to keep us on his path. And let me tell you, this is it's music to our ears when we understand how it can help us be right with Almighty God. In fact, if you were to flip over in the same chapter, Psalm 119, I want you to flip over to verses 9 and 10. Listen to how it talks about how important God's word is to keep us on the pathway. Verse 9 says, how can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. With my whole heart I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. So, so here you have this guy said, how do I live right before? How do I stay on your path? And you stay on it by living according to God's word. We keep his commandments inside so that we do not sin against Almighty God. So this, these words are intended to help us stay on that pathway. But God's word was never meant to be a burden upon us. It was never meant to be something that we just, we have to, we have to carry on our shoulders and, and follow all these rules and regulations. We're not going to be right. God's word was meant to be a delight. And, and I think if we were being honest, there are far too many times when we as Christians view reading God's word as a, a responsibility that we have like, all right, going to have to suck it up because this is what good Christians do. We read the Bible. So let me get up in the morning. I don't really want to do this, but let me read God's word because that's what I'm supposed to do. No, it's not supposed to be that way at all. It's supposed to be a delight. Listen to that same chapter in that same verses that we're reading after verses 9 and 10 in Psalm 119. Listen to how 11 on says it. He says, I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. With my lips, I declare all the rules of your mouth. In the way of your testimonies, I delight as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. Do you hear how he talks about it? Like, I delight in your word more than riches itself. I'm not going to forget your word because it is my joy, my delight. That's the way God's word is supposed to be for us. So we get up in the morning, we're hungry to get into his word because it's a delight. And here's the reason it becomes a delight. Because we know God's word is what makes us fly. God's word is what makes us who we were intended to be. So we've been in Psalm 119. One last passage I want to read for you. It's Psalm 1, the very first Psalm, verses 1 through 3. And just listen to how it talks about the beauty and the power of God's word. So it starts off with what we shouldn't do and then moves over. And it's going to talk about law. And now when he refers to the law of God, he's referring to God's instructions, God's word. It says this, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, 
nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. He's like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. That's, that's God's word. When we delight in God's word, we meditate on it day and night. We just guard it inside of our hearts and we live according to his word. What it does for us is it makes us like a tree that bears fruit, that realizes its potential. We are a, a person who prospers in what we do according to God's ways. This is why God's word isn't a burden. It's a delight because it, it pulls out of us all the potential that God has put into us. It makes us fly. Why? Because we're living according to the instructions. That's what I want to teach you to do. And so as you think about that paper airplane we had before, I, I, want, to, I want to skip back over to that. And we're, we're going to do it right this time. I'm going to show you how to make a paper airplane. Now, you're going to, you're going to get back to your little packet right over here. And you're going to pull out. And I see you, you've already pulled out. You have a second sheet just like this. So you're going to pull that out. But there's another thing you're going to pull out this time. You're going to pull out this instruction sheet. You can leave everything else in there for the moment. But pull out a new sheet of paper and pull out the instruction sheet. And this is going to show you how to make this sheet of paper into this airplane. And I'm actually going to walk it through you step by step. So get that out. Get it set up in front of you. And the key to this is to make sure you make crisp lines and you follow the instructions to the T. All right. You ready for it? Let's do it. So the first thing you want to do is you want to flip it over. See, this says outside on the top. You want to flip it over to where it says inside. And then this line, you're going to make a crisp fold directly over in half. So take it. It's really important that you line it up well and that you make a crisp fold. I like to go back over with my nail and make it nice and crisp. All right. Next thing you do is you open it back up and you see these top flaps, these lines right here, you want to fold it in. So that's the first thing. You're kind of doing it right to that center line. So get that point nice and sharp, come across it. Yeah, if you're squeaking, that's a good thing. Then you come over to the other side, meet it up and say, good, get that point nice and sharp and then come across and again, try to make it as crisp as you can. Next fold, you bring it inside again. So you're lining up, make sure the tip is nice and sharp. You come into that center line and you make it Again, get that nail in there, real sharp. Other one. Fold it in as well. You can see now you're starting to get kind of an airplane take shape and you make it nice and crisp. Okay, get that nail in there to make sure it's sharp. Now, this is where you can, you can forget. So you want to make sure you get this bent over. If you flip it over, there's a line right there. You kind of want to follow that line and bend it in. Now that you have that, the next thing you do is you fold it. So you fold it in like that. So the nose should be in. And you'll see the son enviados or the you are sent, depending on which side you take it on. And again, make a nice, sharp, blunt nose. And then you'll see this line right here. So that's the, the last fold or these two to make the wings. And so you come in there real sharp. You can see the logo beginning to line up there on the side. So do that. Then you flip it. Then this is the last technical fold according to the instructions. So yeah, make that nice and sharp. And then you should have a plane that pretty much lines up with the logo, the you are sent, son enviados. Now I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you a little secret here that I think makes it even better. You come over here to these sides. This is, this is bonus 
and tip up the little sides right here on both wings and that helps it fly a little straighter. And when you've done that, you have a finished airplane. All right, I hope this time it went better for you. I hope you made crisp lines, but it should probably look like this right here. And if you've done it just right, this bad boy's gonna fly. I, I think it's time for us to throw it. You, you ready to see what mine does? Let's, let's, let's check it out, here we go. Now hopefully yours flew the way it was supposed to fly. Now if it didn't, I, I know what happened. You didn't follow the instructions the way you were supposed to. If it didn't fly just right, maybe you were looking at this, you're going, oh, no, I, don't need to, I don't need to listen to Jason. You tried to get ahead of me and try to make your folds. Maybe you did it kind of lazily, didn't really make your lines crisp, it got kind of off. Maybe you just decided you were gonna soup it up, add a little extra pizzazz to it, and then you try to throw it and it didn't fly. And, and I think this is a really good illustration of how we treat God's word. There, there are a lot of times where we just follow God's word lazily. Maybe we do parts of it or we don't do all of it, or we get ahead of God. We think we know what God's gonna tell us and we try to live our lives and say, no, I, I got this thing figured out. I don't need to know what the instructions say. Or maybe we try to add a little pizzazz to it. We try to put a law around the law and make it even better. And we don't realize that when we don't follow God's instructions to a T, we miss the flight that God has for our lives. The point is this. If you want your life to fly, then you take the instruction manual that God has given us and we follow it because we believe in its power. Okay, now I wanna stop right here and I wanna state the obvious. If I have any spiritual gift, it's the spiritual gift of stating the obvious, and here's what it is. It is a whole lot easier for us to follow an instruction that is one page and to make a paper airplane. Yeah, anybody can do that, that's simple, there's no complication to it, but you got a book that's ancient and I'm supposed to follow all this and I'm supposed to do it with my life? Man, it gets a whole lot harder. And, and you couple that with the fact that you've tried to follow what this book says and you fail over and over and over again and you get so discouraged, you're going, man, I don't, I don't know if it's even possible. And here's the truth, it's not possible. And you're going, why in the world did you preach this message on the last Sunday? You're telling me, follow this, and, but it's not possible. When this is, this is where it's so important that you understand the, the, the central message, the whole point of this book. And let me go back to what I said earlier. Here's the main point. The main point is this, God's law is there to show us that we cannot follow his law, that we will break it, we will rebel against it because of our own brokenness and sin. But his word also tells us that God knew we couldn't follow it and he loved us so much he sent his own son, Jesus, to come to earth to fulfill the law when we couldn't. And he takes our janky airplane that we try to make with our life and we offer it to him, all of our sin and brokenness and shame, and he gives us a perfect airplane that's going to fly. That's what redemption is. He takes our sin, we get his righteousness. And here's the best part of all. Whenever we receive Jesus and his righteousness, we also get his Holy Spirit. I don't know if you know what the word spirit is in Greek. It's the, it's the word pneuma. It's where the word wind comes from. Think about pneumatic tools. There's air in it. The Holy Spirit is the wind that makes the plane fly. If you've ever thrown a paper airplane when there's a heavy wind against you, it either goes or it just flies off to the side. But if you have a wind behind you and you throw it, that sucker's gonna fly. And this is what it's trying to tell us, that when we trust in Christ Jesus and we receive the spirit of Jesus, there's a wind that makes our lives fly. And whereas before we couldn't obey this word, when we have the spirit of God, now we can do what we couldn't do before. And we have power to live God's life. So the most important thing we do is we understand what this book is trying to tell us. So if you're new to God's word, let me make it very simple for you. You have an Old Testament, and the Old Testament just teaches you what God's righteousness looks like to show you you can't live up to it. And it makes you desperate for someone to help you out. 
and then you get over to the New Testament and you get into Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the four gospels. And in those gospels, you get the story of Jesus from four different vantage points that tell you, here was a man who was righteous, who died on the cross to take our sin, who rose from the grave to offer us new life. And then you get to the rest of the New Testament and all that does is show us what we do to live in flight under the rule of King Jesus with his spirit inside of us. That's the whole point of the Bible. But let me come back to it because I know there are a lot of people watching this from different backgrounds. I, I could challenge you to read this book. You could read it over and over and over again. You could try as hard as you might want to obey the rules and regulations of this book and it's going to be a failure point for your life. I, I guarantee it. You will not find any flight in your life until you come to the point of believing what this book is about, Jesus, and receiving his spirit inside of you. So that's where you got to start. If you want 2022 to be a different kind of year, if you want it to be a year that flies instead of crashes and burns, it begins by faith in Jesus Christ. And that can happen right now. Word of God is very clear. We just have to recognize that we've broken God's law and his ways and that we deserve spiritual death. But God loved us enough that when we ask for forgiveness, he forgives us because Christ died on the cross to pay for that sin and that brokenness. And then we invite Christ to come take over our lives. We invite his spirit to come in and control us. And when we do that, that's when our lives fly. So if you're ready to do that, if you're desperate enough to say, I don't want 2022 to be like 2021 was, I want it to be different. I want my life to actually fly. Then it's time to place your faith in Jesus Christ. Listen, we would love to help you do that. I know we're not together right now because it's just a virtual service, but we pastors want to engage with you. And so you can just text the word next step to 94253. Or if you're watching this on your phone, you can go to your computer, you can go to filler.org slash next step. And even though it's Christmas break, one of our pastors will reach out to you and we want to connect with you and help you find life in Jesus Christ. I pray you'll start there. But listen, every single one of us, we can benefit from deciding in 2022, we're going to dig into this book and let it bring life to us. And that's what the rest of these contents of this book, of this packet has to do with. So I want you to pull everything else out, what you have in here. And so you got a few things in here. First of all, you're going to have a couple of stickers. This is just our gift to you. So enjoy it, put it all over the place, they're great, put those aside. But I, I, wanna, I want you to pull out this little bookmark right here. It says, I agree on one side and then Bible study method on the other. And I want you to focus on the I agree side. So what this is, is a covenant I wanna ask you to make with God. Th this isn't something you gotta turn into anybody, you gotta show anybody, this is just between you and God. And there are four elements that you're agreeing to if you wanna make this covenant with God. So the first one, it says, I agree to read the Bible as close to daily as possible. Now, I, I, we all have moments where we get busy or things happen. That's, that's all right. But you're saying, I want to make it habitual. I want to do it as, as, much, as close to daily as possible. Second thing, I agree not to give up when I miss days. One of the greatest failure points is we miss a few days in a week, a couple of weeks, and we're like, well, I've, I've messed it up. I better just, just stop even trying. No, no. You're agreeing to say, even if I miss a number of days, even if I miss two months, I'm going to come right back to it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to make God's word a priority. Third thing. I agree to press on even if I don't understand everything. Let me, let me go ahead and tell you, I, I have a seminary degree. I read this book often. I work hard at studying and knowing this book, and there is so much I still don't understand. If you stop, and if you're doing the whole read through the Bible, you get to the book of Leviticus, I promise you, you're going to check out if you're trying to make sure you understand everything. You're not going to understand everything, but you will learn. You will gain wisdom because, remember, it's light and understanding even to the simple. So you keep pressing on. You keep reading even if you don't understand everything. And then the fourth thing. I agree to put the, the Bible's truths into practice. This is not a history book you're supposed to study. It's, it's a guide for life. And I want, I want you to read it that way to say, okay, I'm going to read it and I'm going to try to apply what God's word says. So if in 2022 you're willing to try to give that a go, 
Then at the very bottom, it says, this covenant is between me and God alone, and you sign it saying, I want to go for it. And you can leave this in your Bible as you're doing the read through the Bible plan, but that's what I want to invite you to do right now, to pray through it and say, okay, God, I commit to it. Now, we want to make it simple for you, so we've given you a couple of tools here. So if you pull out this sheet of paper, it says, inhale the Gospels in 90 days. So if you're new to the whole Bible reading thing, or you want to just try to figure out what it means to to start into God's Word, this is a beautiful plan that'll set you up just a little bit before Easter to have read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the story of Jesus from four different vantage points. And it's set up to where you just read one chapter a day. So I want to encourage you, start there. Now, my hope is after the end of the 90 days, you keep on reading because you want more and more of God's Word. But this may be a great starting place for you. Now, this right here, this thing that says, read the Bible 2022 in one year, it's a big old accordion. So, you know, you got, you got a lot in here. One side has got January through June, the other side, July through December. And this is going to give you all the little points you need to read through the entire Bible in one year. So if you're a bit more seasoned or you're a bit more ambitious, you're going, I want to read the whole thing. This is a tool for you. Now, there are dates to follow. And and if you want to follow along, you can do it in a whole year. But remember what I said earlier, even if you miss a few dates, don't stop. You can just keep checking if it takes you two years, but you make it through God's word. Man, what an accomplishment that would be. And then on the back of it, there's a Bible study method. This just helps you know what to do when you approach God's Word if you're unfamiliar with it. But the most important thing is to say, I want to dig into God's Word. What it requires is a hunger and thirst for God's Word. And that's what I want you to have in 2022. Listen, here's the deal. God has put inside you a potential that is yet untapped. He's given you all the resource that you need to fly. He's given you all the time that you need to make the most of your life. The question is, will you follow the instructions to let your life fly? I believe God's want, God wants to show you what will happen when you do so. And I, that's my prayer for you in 2022. And guys, I, I pray you have a great end of the year. We're going to be back to our live services in January on Sunday at all of our campuses if you're able to make it live. And if you're not, you can still tune in. We, we live stream our services every single Sunday morning. But decide that you're going to dig in to the church into God's Word and let His Word transform you. That's my prayer for you. Let me pray over you guys and I'll send you out. God, thank you for this reminder and this message. And we tell you, Lord, we want our lives to fly. We, we want to see your power, your wind in our wings so that we can realize every bit of potential that you put inside of us. And we can't do it without your instructions with your word. So God, help us, help us dig into it. Help us trust. Help us see your good hand and your love for us through your word. And I pray you give us the power to commit. We love you, Lord. Use us and send us this year. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Builder Church, you are sent.